Memphis shows up in the Bible. Not our Memphis, but the ancient city on the Nile River, Memphis, Egypt. The Hebrew prophets had a lot to say to Memphis on behalf of God. Jeremiah describes the day of the Lord as the day when the guilty are judged and the faithful are delivered. He says it's a day when God's sword would devour and be sated, a day of punishment for those who have sinned. And then in Jeremiah 46, Memphis specifically shows up. Egypt is condemned for their mistreatment of Israel. And Jeremiah says, pack your bags for exile, sheltered daughter Egypt. For Memphis shall become a waste, a ruin without inhabitant. I will hand them over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. And in Jeremiah 6, the prophet speaks for God and says, They have treated the wound of my people carelessly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. The mistreatment of people and the empty proclamation of peace creates a cover of darkness and of sin. The prophet continues encouraging the people of God to, to stand at the crossroads and look. Look for the ancient paths where the good way lies, the way of God. And the prophet says, find that ancient way, walk in it, and find rest for your souls. For Memphis shall become a waste a ruin without an inhabitant. That's not really what I want for Memphis, our Memphis. And yet, these words from the prophet are a stern warning from the prophet to those who would mistreat and abuse another population in place. Peace, peace, they cry, when there is no peace. Paul writes this letter to the Thessalonians because they have concerns about this day of the Lord. And Paul writes to reassure them about a fear that they carry. Like scripture reveals, they cannot know at what time or on which day that day will come. But they do know that it will. And when, it is, when that day comes, there is no escaping God's righteous judgment. For those who say, there is peace and security, but they know that that is a lie. This language about the day of the Lord, the thief in the night, this text is sometimes hard for us. Eschatology is that 50 cent theological word that talks about such endings, the science of last things, the study of the final events of history and of humanity, the end of the world as we know it by God's judgment. For the community in 1 Thessalonians, they don't and they can't know what tomorrow will bring. And so Paul says to the Thessalonians, he says an encouraging word, you, you're doing good work. 
I really don't even need to write this letter to you, but I'm going to. Keep up the good work. You, Thessalonians, you live at this crossroads. And that intersection of the crossroads is of Kronos and Kairos. The text begins with the words, I want to tell you about this piece because I think it's nuanced here. Now concerning the times and the seasons. The word for time is chronos, day in and day out. The word for seasons is kairos, God's time. And so Paul says, you Thessalonians, you live at a crossroads. That intersection is of chronos and kairos. Chronological time, chronos, day in and day out. And God's time, kairos, those seasons when God bends down and kisses the earth. You, Thessalonians, you're doing well. You're a beacon of light at that intersection, so keep up the good work. And Paul reminds the Thessalonians to remember that they are children of light, children of the day, beacons of light. Annie Dillard says, We are here to witness the creation and to abet it. We are here to notice each thing, so each thing gets noticed. Together we notice not only each mountain shadow and each stone on a beach, but especially we notice the beautiful faces and the complex natures of each other. We are here to bring to consciousness the beauty and power that are around us and to praise the people who are here with us. We witness our generation and our times. We watch the weather. Otherwise, creation would be playing to an empty house. We don't want to be an empty house. We want to live as children of light. So we notice the beautiful faces and complex natures of each other. We are here to bring to consciousness the beauty and the power that are around us. We each live at that intersection of each day and God's time. And we have the privilege to notice and to bring to consciousness the beauty of God's power around us, like a grandmother who swoops in and picks up a young toddler. We don't just notice, but we must choose to move and to move with what we notice. To those on the virtual audience, you might have just missed a grandmother moving in with love. And as the church and as the baptized, we remember who we are as children of light. We are to live in God's goodness for evil prowls around every day. First Peter says it's like a lion on the prowl. We are to seek Christ order in worldly chaos. We are to live trusting that joy comes out of nights of sorrow. 
And we are called to remember the hope of salvation that we have in Jesus Christ. Today, Peter and Elizabeth will take promises for their sweet little Annie as she comes through the waters of baptism. And Julie and Brent and Aiden and Miles will make a commitment to be grown together in Christ's light as baptism buddies. And as the church together, we will make promises for this baptism family today. These are not commitments that we should take lightly or make lightly. For light cannot coexist with darkness. Every small bit of light, every pin prick of light dispels darkness. William Blake said, we are given a bit of space to bear the beams of love. To be beacons of light means we bear the beams of love. We endure the beams of love. As Christ's people in Kronos time, day by day, we must move with love towards justice. God's justice. God's kairos. And moving with love towards justice, it is hard work and it can be very difficult. Read about the martyrs. Try risking a conversation and action for the sake of how you understand your faith in Jesus Christ. Politicized, criticized, moving with love towards justice. It's hard work. It disturbs the status quo. Jesus said, let your light so shine. Walk in the light, believe in the light. We are to be light in the midst of darkness. We're to show up as light, not any light, but Christ light with God's power. That is moving with love towards justice, as beacons of Christ's light working together for peace, a true peace that is from Christ. That is our calling as disciples. When we live in Christ's light, we live with a wakeful readiness to serve, with sober and dependable discretion. We risk trusting in God's purpose for our lives that we might be children of flight. And this life is lived out under God's power, not our own. And it isn't easy but it is the life we commit to when we baptize and when we remember whose and who we are as God's beloved. Encourage one another, Paul says. Build each other up. I wonder what that looks like for us. And I hope that together we know. To God be all glory now and forever. Amen.